RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Rumble. Okay. Rumble should now be connected. We should be good. Refresh. 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 All right. And yes, we are good. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is another episode of Occam's Razor. As always, my name is Zach Payne. We're doing a rushed introduction here because Rumble wasn't working for a moment, but everything should be good now. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Please help me by putting it out there on your favorite social media platform. Today, we're going to talk about the continuing downfall of the deep state, the Democrats, and the rhinos as they try to destroy Donald Trump. But at the same time, all they are successfully doing is destroying themselves. I think it's glorious. Do me a favor. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we will be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Over here on uh, the Foxhole, D-Hexed says, Red Pill, what's the dirt on this Mike Gilcat? I have to be honest with you. I don't know who Mike Gill is. Uh, I just did a brief internet search for Mike Gill, and I see that there is someone with a Mike Gill show on Twitter. Looks like he's a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Texas Longhorns. Don't know if that is the same Mike Gill. Uh, There's a couple of videos as well. Mike Gill takes on the cops. Uh, That's the wrong one. One moment. There we go. Uh, Bombshell TV interview with Mike Gill. Mike Gill's most savage moments. And I see Mike Gill and James O'Keefe. Mike Gill exposes the biggest drug trafficking ring in history sitting in New Hampshire. Uh, Maybe that's the Mike Gill. Uh, I'll have to look into it. Um, Someone asked UC about... You see an uncensored Abe about that yesterday. He didn't know he is Mike Gill. It's a new name for sure to me. Yes, it's definitely a new name to me. Never heard of Mike Gill, but I'll go ahead and look into Mike Gill. Uh, It must be that Mike Gill is suddenly surging in popularity and people are uh, wondering about him. Now, (laughs) we have been trying to discern what's actually been going on when it comes to the feud between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I have said on a number of occasions, I think that this is some kayfabe action. This is a WWE or a WWF style uh, uh, wrestling move taking place. There is a fake feud happening between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. Now, let's think about Ron DeSantis's potential run for president. Ron DeSantis has never said he wants to run for president. Uh, He hasn't said that he doesn't want to run for president or that he wants to do anything other than be governor of the state of Florida. But here's the thing. The rhinos and even George Soros want Ron DeSantis to run for president because they perceive him to be the only person in the Republican Party with the potential to beat Donald Trump in a head-to-head match. Now, I don't think Ron DeSantis has the potential. But when you are talking about the desperate maneuverings of the deep state, George Soros-connected NGOs and the Democrats and their rhino compatriots in Washington, D.C., they're willing to try anything up to and including buying Ron DeSantis's way into the race for Republican nomination of president in 2024. Now, what happened yesterday? Well, Ron DeSantis has now essentially 
destroyed any chances of being able to run in 2024. We're looking now at head-to-head polls of Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis against each other. Ron DeSantis made that underhanded jab at Donald Trump, again continued to put the feud into the minds of Americans, and it made people choose a side. If they were on the fence, if they were wondering who they were going to support, the vast majority of people have chosen, and they've chosen Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the only choice for president in 2024. Now, Ron DeSantis can go about the business of running the state of Florida, and when it comes time, Ron DeSantis will still be the heir apparent to Trump. Now, maybe this is too difficult for people to uh, to believe as a possibility. To me, this seems very likely simply because we have seen these exact same types of, of just unexplained feuds happening between President Trump and people that he arguably should have been very close with. Uh, so now Ron DeSantis has essentially deep sixed his own possible campaign for president. And I think that George Soros and all of the other rhinos and Democrats have now been forced to realize that there is no Ron DeSantis 2024. There is only 2024 Donald Trump. He is the only person who's going to be running. So when we're taking a look at those numbers, President Trump received 54 percent of support among potential Republican primary voters. This was taken by Morning Consult. I'm not familiar with them. Ron DeSantis uh, had 26 percent of the support. Uh, This was a a survey of nearly 4,000, well, roughly 3,300 potential GOP primary voters. That was between March 17th and March 19th with a 2% margin of error. So uh, now it's actually changing just a little bit. Uh, Trump's popularity has increased according to this same primary poll here. Uh, And uh, now as a result of Donald Trump and the situation that Alvin Bragg is putting him in, in New York City, it's going to make him even more popular. Now, we have a, a, a series of stories that I want to get to today, but I want to open with this video right here, because to me, this encapsulates what the left has done to the United States of America. They have divided us among economic lines, among religious lines, among ethnic and racial lines, and they hope that it's going to be what tears us apart. And in certain places like New York City, you have this animal right here berating a young child because of the color of their skin. It's thoroughly disgusting. And this man, no matter how animalistic he may act, is the product of his environment, of an environment that has been hoisted upon the citizens of this nation by the Democrat Party. Let's go ahead and take a look and a listen. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Take them back to Europe with That's an example of the worst human in the world, the worst type of trash, animalistic behavior that you can expect from someone who is fully brainwashed and propagandized to by the Democrats. If it weren't for their constant attention to identity politics and for their denigration of certain segments of the American populace, then this type of situation would not be happening. And it doesn't happen everywhere. It happens in certain areas that are overly represented and controlled by the Democrat interests, and it is overwhelmingly affecting certain members of the population. And you can see right here, this young child, his only sin, his only sin was being white, was being 
weaker than this man because he was a freaking child. And so this man attacks this child and nobody says a damn thing. Nobody steps up. Nobody steps up to defend the honor of this child. Even his parents, his parents are so probably brainwashed themselves to believe that they deserve it because they're white. Their sin was waking up in a body with Caucasian skin. And because they had white babies, well, it's uh, it's on them. They're now being attacked for simply propagating the species. Have as many babies as you possibly can and teach them to be as different from this man as you possibly can and keep them out of these cities. Keep them out of these Democrat hellholes. School them at home. Surround them with people who have similar ethics and morals. Surround them with the teachings that we were raised with and that are going to be antithetical to everything that man is saying. Now, let's think a little bit more about the city of New York. Now, this is a a, a subject that a lot of people have been talking about in the last 24 hours. President Trump called on people to protest. There were protests yesterday in New York, and they did it the right way. There are many different ways to protest. Doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to go to the same place and then act like morons, okay? Um, But today is the day that Donald Trump is supposed to be indicted and then hauled in to the New York district attorney's office. So what happened? Is it full of MAGA patriots protesting and rioting around the barricaded office building of Alvin Bragg? No, the only people who are there are the mainstream media. I think they're getting punked on this. Uh, Donald Trump is not going to be indicted or arrested today. And they've also announced that Probably happening later this week, maybe next week. But go ahead and take a look. The only people showing up are the mainstream media. Why? Because they're salivating at the possibility of getting that money shot of President Trump being hauled into the New York District Attorney's office in handcuffs. Bunch of hypocrites. Legacy media, big news, Soros, <laughs> Democrats, liberals, America first. You hear a lot of people complaining, you don't see nobody leave. <laughs> And a big shout out to Leroy Press, Viral News, New York City, for uh, getting this footage here. Uh, I I think that uh, this is absolutely delicious. Uh, I love seeing this. Number one, the mainstream media getting heckled. It just goes to show you that nobody trusts the mainstream media. Number two, the mainstream media doesn't care about justice. They care about bloodletting. They care about getting that story. They care about their 30 pieces of silver, and that's about it. Uh, let me see. No need. He's suffocating in his woke BS. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Nikki the Greek for dropping that cookie. Janice 17 as well. Lou Ann V dropped a can, a cookie, another cookie. Asquatch dropped a can. Chatty Casey dropped a cookie. And Lou Ann V said, nope, we don't confront assholes on New York subways. We never know what weapons they carry. Yeah, I understand. I absolutely understand. Uh, but I just don't understand that father not standing up for the honor of his child. I mean, that guy, yeah, he could have done anything at any moment. He could have had any number of weapons. Um, But it's just, it's foreign to me. I just don't understand it. All right, so what is the plan? If Donald Trump is not going to be indicted and arrested today, well, then potentially he's going to be arrested next week. I said in the trailer for this video uh, that I, I can totally see the the DA's office and even President Trump's people kicking this can down the road and suggesting right up until the moment we walk into the ballot ballot box 
that Donald Trump may be arrested at any moment. Certainly, it will keep his name in the media in the same way that it has been for so long. It also will show the salivating mouths of the mainstream media fake news propagandists uh, and, and their simple desire to destroy Donald Trump. And again, when they destroy Donald Trump, they will destroy America. They will destroy our nation itself. And the only way that we're going to be able to build something new in its place is through that tragic destruction of the country that they have been hollowing out for so long. This is a shell of its former self. It is collapsing in upon itself, and it's because of those people. So Donald Trump being arrested today, I don't think it's going to happen, may not happen this week as well. Uh, From what I understand, Alvin Bragg is meeting with law enforcement. They are discussing whether or not they're going to charge him. Undoubtedly, he feels a certain amount of pressure to actually bring charges against Donald Trump. But as we discussed last night, there was no crime here. Uh, If there was a crime, the statute of limitations has long since expired. Uh, We can take a look at uh, similar cases that have been made like this in the past. They have crumbled under their own weight because there is no crime there. There is nothing that Donald Trump did in any other circle. If you or I were approached by a stripper, not that I frequent strip clubs, but let's just, as an example, I'll put myself out there. If a stripper showed up at my door and said, pay me a thousand dollars, or I'm going to tell your fiance that we did something in the parking lot of my club last night. And I was like, well, just get the hell out of here. Here's a thousand bucks. I don't want to see you ever again. Uh, Well, in that instance, that would be considered extortion. Now, only in the case of Donald Trump, where Stormy Daniels demanded $130,000 or she was going to tell everybody in the world that he had slept with her and that he wasn't any good in bed, uh, that was not extortion. In that case, the federal government and Alvin Bragg are trying to make the case that it was some type of a campaign finance violation. Um, Janice says, hope you cover Kareen Jean-Luc Picard's press briefing from yesterday. The meltdown was epic. It's definitely on deck. We are going to be covering that today for certain. Thank you very much, Janice. I appreciate it. But everybody knows that this is a political witch hunt, uh, just trying to destroy Donald Trump at any cost. Doesn't matter what the evidence is. Doesn't matter what the evidence says. As we are about to find out, that secret witness yesterday in the New York Grand Jury's office, uh, in the Manhattan Grand Jury's office, rather, uh, was a former lawyer for none other than Michael Cohen. His name is Robert Costello. Uh, He spoke with Tucker Carlson last night in a revealing interview, letting them know that he testified for two hours in front of Alvin Bragg's Manhattan Grand Jury. He spoke to the jury for two hours, and in that two-hour period, it became very clear to Mr. Costello, Esquire, that the Manhattan Grand Jury did not want to hear the truth. All they wanted was their 30 pounds of silver so that they could take Donald Trump and destroy him. So what did he say? Well, He said that when he first met Michael Cohen back in April of 2018, when he was representing him, that Michael Cohen told him that he had no evidence that could put Donald Trump away. I guess at that time, Michael Cohen was suicidal. He did not want to spend a single day in prison. And he told Mr. Costello that he would do or say anything that was required of him so that he wouldn't have to spend a single day in prison. Now, he ended up actually putting some uh, time in prison and uh, he got out and he's fine. You know, I think he probably stayed at a club fed. It really wasn't all that bad for Michael Cohen. He probably had conjugal visits and everything. But When Mr. Costello told the grand jury that time and time again, Michael Cohen told him over and over again that he had no evidence against Donald Trump. And so therefore he could not do anything for the prosecution that would allow them to go after Donald Trump, uh, that that means there is no evidence. So whatever Michael Cohen is saying now is completely in opposition to what he said just a few short years ago when he was trying to keep himself out of prison. Since that time, I think he's gotten a book deal. Wouldn't surprise me if Michael Cohen was uh, prepped for another payment here, Uh, because right now he's relegated to being a talking head on uh, networks like CNN and the like. Now, President Trump has also commented on Mr. Costello's statement. He said he told the truth with papers, documents, and backup. He left zero doubt. Now, this was, again, that super secret witness that was supposed to completely exonerate President Trump uh, if the main 
testimony that is looking to indict Donald Trump is coming from Michael Cohen, who is, what was that, Michael Cohen? He's, oh, that's right. He's a convicted perjurer. The man is an unreliable witness. You can't trust anything that Michael Cohen says. Michael Cohen is a man of low moral fiber. He's not interested in telling the truth. He wants to get revenge on Donald Trump for a perceived slight. He believes that he probably should have been pardoned, that nothing ever should have happened to Michael Cohen, and that he was only working in the best interest of his boss. But as we know, Michael Cohen had a number of illegal side hustles that were happening at the time. Now, President Trump put out this truth last night. He said, it's being said that disbarred lawyer Michael Cohen was put out to dry today after his highly respected former attorney and legal advisor, Robert Costello, made a great impression not only on the DA's office, but the grand jury itself. He's known to be a great lawyer and a highly honorable man. He stated to the media that he could no longer listen to the lies that Cohen was spreading. He told the truth with papers, documents, and backup. He left zero doubt. The DA will do the right thing. Well, at the very least, the DA has pushed off making that decision for at least another couple of days. Plus, President Trump also shared a a video uh, which shows uh, some interesting stuff. Let's go ahead and go to Truth Social, and we're going to pull this up. These four horrible, radical... Actually, let me go ahead and increase the volume here for you guys, because I know that it's going to be low. Go... There we go. Okay, let's try it now. Democrat investigations of your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, 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 and Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign. And remember this, with all of the work that they did on Mueller. No collusion. That's what the answer was, was all no collusion. Whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid or the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call, it was absolutely perfect, or the stormy horse-faced Daniels extortion plot. They're all sick, and it's fake news. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them, and they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where, not me, but we are up by so much. They can't even believe it. We won twice, and now we've got to win a third time. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way, and I always will stand in their way. Thank you very much. Amen. Donald Trump is the only man that we need in office. Now, of course, we need people to fill that void after Donald Trump is gone. That will be in a few short years. So we need to be ready for that. This is why I consistently tell you guys you got to run for office. I need people like us who are going to be sitting in the seats of power. Now, (laughs) <laughs> I called Michael Cohen a convicted perjurer. Michael, Michael, uh, uh, Robert Costello also called him a convicted perjurer. Uh, so we cannot trust anything that Michael Cohen says. Let's listen to this clip here from Newsmax and uh, see what he says. Decided to do this. A lot of people cautioned me against it because I had nothing to gain. The only thing I'm doing is trying to tell the truth to the grand jurors because I read all these lies in the, in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is far from solid evidence. This guy, by any prosecutor's standard, and I used to be deputy chief of the criminal division in the Southern District of New York, I wouldn't have touched a guy like Michael Cohn, especially if he's a convicted perjurer. Not to mention, as I said, the 50 to 100 lies he told us that are in those 330 emails. I can't say that. Could you really? You just don't know. I can't read people's minds. I could see certainly a few of them were doing what you're doing right now, shaking your head up and down. Uh, but not everybody. So I just don't know. I would love for those people to watch TV or something tonight or just remember what I said and say to the uh, prosecutors, listen, we'd like to see the rest of those emails. <laughs> So look at this. Think about this as well. 
Is it possible that Michael Cohen might be engaging in a bit of kayfabe himself? He's a convicted perjurer. He's a known liar. And now the corrupt Manhattan District Attorney's Office is trying to make an entire case based upon statements made by an unreliable witness, somebody that nobody would put on the stand unless you are a Soros bought and paid for informant, uh, somebody that nobody would trust. Uh, And uh, at the end of the day, Michael Cohen may be part of this operation to set these people up and show just how desperate and corrupt They are, because that's exactly what appears to be happening. Now, like I said earlier, it might just be that Michael Cohen is, uh, he's he's jealous, he's angry, he's bitter. He wishes that President Trump had uh, had pardoned him or at least given him some type of a pass or that the Justice Department would have gone easy on him. Um, But Michael Cohen had his own legal problems uh, outside of anything they tried to do with him uh, in terms of President Trump. Now, Last night, there was a prayer call that was scheduled, uh, which included uh, the uh, Hoff brothers from the Gateway Pundit, uh, also uh, a number of other familiar faces, Roger Stone. uh, Of course, we have General, uh, um, oh my gosh, how am I not remembering his name? Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm blanking on him. Uh, Anyways, uh, Roger, uh, General General Flynn, General Flynn, God, what a moron. I can't believe I even did that. Uh, Pastor Jackson Lehmeyer was also leading the prayer. Here's the weird thing. President Trump joined the call uh, and then the call abruptly ended. And it's not known whether or not this was uh, like a mistake on behalf of the organizers of this event, uh, whether this was the platform that they were on, which is YouTube, uh, shutting them down and canceling the stream. Uh, We simply don't know. All we know is that Donald Trump joined the call and then five minutes later, the whole thing ended. That's not how it was supposed to go. Uh, and it really wouldn't surprise me if it was a uh, an effort on behalf of somebody at YouTube to try to stop people from praying for Donald Trump, because that's something that we can all do and I think is very powerful. President Trump apparently put out a number of videos yesterday. Here is another one uh, where he is discussing the uh, disgusting investigations that are happening against him. investigations of hold on this is way too quiet somebody needs to tell president trump he's got to tune his audio a little bit better he makes enough money he's got to be able to pay for some real producers your all-time favorite president these four horrible radical democrat investigations and even that is still super quiet i got it kicked up to 15 decibels um, so Stormy Horseface Daniels, that's probably one of the, my favorite Trump-isms I've ever heard. Your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, 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 and Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign All right. I'm actually not going to play this video because uh, I don't think that you guys are going to be able to hear it properly because I can barely hear it myself. But this is things that we already know. They are desperate to destroy Donald Trump and they're willing to do whatever it takes, not only in New York, but also down in Georgia. Now, this is an article which claims that Donald Trump is about to squash this special grand jury taking place in Georgia, they're looking to uh, get RICO charges against President Trump, which is just one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever heard. Uh, President Trump and his lawyers yesterday moved to squash this grand jury and to expunge it from the record. Uh, They called the special grand jury confusing, flawed, and at times blatantly unconstitutional. I can get behind every single one of those statements. They asked the Georgia court to prevent the special grand jury's report from being used as evidence in the Fulton County DA's investigation of RICO charges against President Trump. Now, the Fulton County DA is considering these RICO charges against President Trump because of his efforts to challenge the 2020 election, as he should have had every right in the world to do. Anybody else would have challenged the election under the circumstances that we were in. The Democrats challenged the election back in 2016. They've challenged elections in the past. This is nothing new. This is politics. The only thing that's different 
is that they stole it and they couldn't possibly allow anybody to actually take a look at the evidence because then, of course, everybody would know even more than we know currently. Now, his legal team also demanded that the Fulton County DA uh, be recused from any investigations involving President Trump, stating, given the scrutiny and gravity of the investigation and those individuals involved, namely the movement President Donald J. Trump, this process should have been handled correctly, fairly, and with deference to the law and the highest ethical standards. Currently, those High ethical standards are completely off the chart when it comes to the people of Fulton County. They're just not paying attention to them. You know, it's like you've got the uh, uh, the, the the justice curve, which is over here, and Fulton County is like way, way down here. Uh, so we need to see what the judge is going to say in this case. Uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be in Donald Trump's favor. Now, the next couple of stories I have are in regards to the jab and uh, the deaths that we're seeing across the nation. So I thought I would open with this series of videos which detail the collapses of mainstream media personalities all over the world, people who are likely jabbed, uh, but of course they're stating that it's due to other factors. But when you have heart attacks on the air uh, or when your brain stops working because you have an aneurysm and you've recently gotten jabbed, the chances are pretty likely there's a correlation between the two. So let's go ahead and listen. Vaccine. A CDC safety group says the heart condition in adolescent and young adults is linked to the shock. CDC now looking into reports of heart problems in young vaccinated teenagers. Now chest pain, fluttering and heart inflammation are among some of the new side effects announced by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, observing some people who have received the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. Ending up with inflammation around the heart, causing chest pain and shortness of breath. Myocarditis is noted by the Canadian Pediatric Society as a possible side effect of MRI. was normal. If what we just saw in that one minute and 15 second clip, if that was something that, you know, we could have predicted or that we have seen over time, we would have been seeing videos like this all the time, but it's not normal, but it continues to happen and they refuse to address the issue and to show that, yeah, there is a correlation. We just lost another couple of athletes, this time a 35-year World Cup medalist. He has died unexpectedly at the age of 35. His name is Angel Fournier Rodriguez. He is the most successful rower in Cuba's history. Passed away on Thursday, March 16th in Texas, where he had recently moved. Again, he was 35 years old. He was an award medal winning athlete, very, very fit, very healthy, and he just died. Two time Olympian, a Pan Am champion, a World Cup medalist. The Cuban Federation and, of course, Angel's family have said that uh, they are very disturbed and saddened by his death. We have no specific details about what killed him. All we know is that he died suddenly. Over the weekend, there was also another Hollywood star by the name of Lance Reddick. Lance was in his 50s. If you watched the television program Fringe on Fox in the mid-2000s, you may have seen him there. He played the, uh, the, the FBI chief on that show. He was also in John Wick, which is a totally awesome movie. I've seen those, and I like those a lot. Uh, he was one of the guys in John Wick. Anyways, Lance Reddick also died suddenly. He had no known health conditions. And I also want to say, I'm really sorry to hear this. I saw this in the chat that someone mentioned that their father's cancer has returned. And I'm sorry, I don't know where the chat went. But if we can just ask for prayers for 
the uh, the viewer who has uh, uh, is dealing with the health problems in the family, then I would appreciate it. We also have a 21 year old Irish cricket player. Now, listen to this. He was diagnosed with cancer. A couple of days later, he died. His oncologist, which is a cancer doctor, believes that it may be vaccine related. Normally, when you are 21 years old and you get word that you have cancer, you have some time to deal with it. Certainly have some time to begin some types of treatment. However, just last week, this man was diagnosed with testicular cancer after he experienced some dizziness in the gym. And then by Monday, he was dead. Uh, this is totally abnormal, especially at the age of 21. Listen to this. He had a dizzy spell in the gym and he felt numbness down one side of his body. It also doesn't sound normal for cancer. Certainly the spread of the cancer in such a way uh, has revealed that it had already went to his brain and to his lungs. So there was literally nothing that they could do. As a result of that incident he had at the gym, he also uh, was treated for a brain bleed. So it sounds like all at once he had the, the sudden dizziness and falling spell. He had a, a stroke or an aneurysm in his brain. They discovered the testicular cancer. And then they also discovered that it had gone to his lungs, to his brain, and there was nothing they could do. Totally normal if you're somebody on the left. But his doctor, Dr. William Mackis, who is a nuclear medicine radiologist at the Cross Cancer Institute, published a substack on this case over the weekend and raised a couple of cancers, uh, excuse me, and raised a couple of questions about this sudden onslaught of testicular cancer that we're seeing in cases among young men. These are otherwise healthy young men, physically fit, athletic men who are suddenly getting testicular cancer and then dying very quickly. Uh, in his article, he points out a fact check that COVID-19 causes testicular cancer. Yeah, right. In the same way that long COVID is causing television personalities to suddenly have fainting spells and fall down dead on camera in front of a live studio audience. Now, uh, this claim that testicular cancer is now caused by COVID-19, and I just want to remind everyone that COVID is simply a version of the common cold, uh, this is, to me, uh, a grasping at straws by these people. Uh, we had four German football players, all of them who received the jab, uh, and they each have gotten testicular cancer since they got the jabs in 2022. Uh, there's also an article that claims that uh, we have as many as 14 professional soccer players that have potentially developed testicular cancer. But you know, this is not something that a lot of people like to talk about. Uh, we're seeing uh, rugby players, skiers, cricket players, and a 32-year-old military member in California. What do all of these people have in common? Especially having in common with people in the entertainment industry. In entertainment industry. All of these various professional sports, the military, and the news media and Hollywood required that the people who participated in these organizations and these leagues get the jab. Uh, and now they are developing cancer and they are dying at a rate that is far greater than the average public. These are the people who are the most physically fit specimens on the face of the planet, and they are dropping like flies. Some of the cases of cancer that we found have been extremely rapidly progressive, as in they get late stage less than two months from the second jab, and it's spread everywhere throughout their entire body. Dr. Mackis, in his Substack article, notes that the COVID-19 spike protein is not only known to localize itself in the testes, but also in a woman's ovaries. They get 40 times more LNP mRNA over 48 hours. So somebody gets the jab, it immediately goes to the sex organs of the person who received it, and then it just sits there and builds up. And next thing you know, you've got cancer and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, beyond 48 hours, uh, Pfizer stopped looking to determine what degree the spike protein gathers in the human body in those specific areas. So the concentrations could be far, far larger 
than anything we know at this point. But now I can also tell you we have uh, widespread infertility among people who have taken the jab. We have women who are unable to carry babies. We have men who are unable to produce the sperm necessary to impregnate a female. Uh, and now we have uh, many people all over the world who are dying as a result of getting these jabs. I read an article over the weekend that Getter is looking to create a pure blood sperm bank uh, for people like us who have not been jabbed, uh, who would want to donate their eggs or, or their sperm to people who cannot have babies. So I want to know for the men out there, would you be a pure blood sperm bank donor or I guess employee? Like, would you sell your sperm to the sperm bank? Lisa's already told me no. <laughs> Uh, I said, I thought this was a genius idea. I suggested this like a year ago. Uh, I would like to know, give me a one if you're a guy and you would give your sperm or sell your sperm to propagate the species. I hope I see a lot of ones out there because I'm going to be really honest. I think <laughs> I think that it is going to be necessary, you guys. I know that a lot of people don't like the idea of someone with their genetic lineage, a child running around that they're not raising. But let's be honest, you guys. There is going to be a need for people who can produce children. I think we have a responsibility to propagate the species. We must, we must be willing to donate that service, to donate our genetic material so that the human species can continue. I understand if you don't want to, um, but I think that it will be necessary be really honest, really honest with you. Will the donors get sued for support someday? No, I mean, I, I think that that would obviously have to be part of it. Anybody who's going to be organizing a pure blood sperm bank, there are going to be strict, strict regulations around it. You know, obviously, if you are donating your sperm to a pure blood sperm bank or you're selling your sperm, who knows? It might be good business, guys. Let's just, you know, just think about it, okay? Think about how much money it could be possibly in this because certainly people who can't make babies uh, are going to be willing to pay for something like that. Undoubtedly, this is going to be monetized, monetized heavily because, uh, again, I, I really do think that this is going to be necessary for the human species to even continue. But, um, Okay, okay. If the species depended on it, sure. Okay, thank you, honey. Appreciate it. Uh, all I'm saying is it may become incumbent upon one of us someday to ensure that people continue to be born. Uh, because as it stands right now, all of the kids that would be having babies are dropping dead themselves or they're infertile if they're alive. And then the people who are too old to have babies, you know, they just don't want to have kids anymore. I don't want to have any kids anymore. You know, I'm done. I'm done having kids. Like, I am fine living my semi-retired life in Florida, which is not even really that semi-retired. But it's a joke because I live in Florida. Um, but yes, I, I think that uh, I think this will become an, an important issue. So keep your eyes open because, un unfortunately, kids continue to die. People continue to get cancer. People continue to be infertile. And at a certain point, the question is going to be raised, you know, who out there are willing to continue having babies so that America doesn't have to be replaced by third world immigrants? Because this is, mark my words, this is part of the plan. This is part of their plan to exterminate us and to homogenize the world into a third world system of global governance, okay? It'll be the Illuminati and the third world peoples of uh, Amerasia, you know, this will be just one giant planet. We also have another Hollywood actor who has collapsed and died suddenly. Sounds familiar, all too familiar at this point. This man was 56 years old, and he was a star in the Star Wars and Harry Potter films. Now, he was a little person, and I know that little people uh, have a slightly shorter lifespan, but again... As a little person, you know, working in Hollywood, he would want to keep that job. So I tend to think it's pretty likely that he got jabbed, especially working at woke-ass Lucasfilm and uh, at Warner Brothers. Uh, there's no way that he wasn't jabbed. So uh, Paul Grant is his name. He collapsed and died Thursday at the age of 56. He was at the King's Cross train station in London. The police actually found his body. He was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced brain dead, and then his family removed him from life support. He is one of 
these goblins right here. I don't know which one, but uh, he will. He was also an Ewok in Star Wars. Um, but again, uh, he he leaves a family behind. Uh, his two daughters, uh, a son. He has stepchildren, grandchildren. He's got a, a girlfriend, Maria Dwyer. Uh, she spoke out on the death of her beloved. She said he was the love of my life and the funniest man I know. He made my life complete. Life is never going to be the same without him. And of course, a cause of death has not been revealed because that cause of death would reveal that this man was more than likely murdered by the jab. And I have another video clip here for you. This one from Anthony Fauci. Yesterday, uh, a video clip was revealed of a man in Washington, D.C. who was approached by D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and Dr. Anthony Fauci. They were begging people door to door to take the jab. And this concerned citizen took Anthony Fauci to task and told him that he didn't believe a word that he said. Well, in this clip, Anthony Fauci blames anti-vaccine mandate Republicans for COVID. No, it couldn't be the gain-of-function research that was being done at the Wuhan Institute of Virology or that had begun in North Carolina under Dr. Ralph, Ralph Barrick before being exported so that it could be worked on by Dr. Anthony Fauci's mistress, the woman running the Wuhan Institute of Virology. No, it couldn't have been that. It has to be anti-vaccine mandate Republicans. It's red states that are killing Americans and ensuring that COVID continues to propagate. Could you be any more disconnected from reality? Let's take a listen. What are we going to do about those other states? Oh, my God. They're going to keep the outbreak smoldering in the country. It's so crazy. I mean, they're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. And we got to break that, you know, unpack that. How you guys doing with vaccine? What are we going to do about those other states? Oh, my God. They're going to keep the outbreak smoldering in the country. It's. You know, this is one of those things that you can, like, actually check on. And the vaccine has done nothing to stop the spread of COVID. It's done nothing to lessen the symptoms. It's done nothing to stop people from getting sick. Uh, the only thing that's now changed is that they're no longer counting. Dr. Anthony Fauci is, again, disconnected from reality, living in a fantasy world because he is so insulated and surrounded by people who are literally on their knees with their lips pressed to his ass on a daily basis for 24 hours a day. Dr. Anthony Fauci might be feeling a little bit of heat as a result of the recent reports coming out of the government. But even then, he continues to gaslight people and say that it was still a natural occurrence. Who was Fauci's mistress, Rumble Pilgrim? I covered that yesterday on Red Pill News at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can watch that uh, on my Rumble channel. It was allegedly the woman who was running the Wuhan Institute of Virology. She was 41 years the junior to Anthony Fauci. I can't remember her name. She was Chinese, uh, but it, it's my belief that she was a fang fang to Dr. Anthony Fauci in the same way that Anthony or the same way that uh, uh, Eric Swalwell got honeypotted by fang fang. I think this woman was probably a honeypot, too. Uh, you know, you're you're sleeping with the head of NIH who is giving money to your organization to do a research that's illegal inside the United States. Come on, of course she was telling everything to the Chinese Communist Party. Of course she was. I also want to talk about a January 6th defendant by the name of Mitchell Todd Gardner II. He is a 34-year-old Florida resident, and he was arrested on June 25th, 2021. He's been sentenced to 55 months in prison for his role in what happened on January 6th. Now, in addition to this prison term, uh, the judge overseeing the case has ordered Gardner to serve 36 months of probation and pay a $3,500 restitution fee. He pled guilty in June of last year to felony charges of civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding, and assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers with a dangerous weapon. Now, Here's the thing. He sounds like your typical Trump supporter who is being uh, uh, railroaded because of January 6th, right? Well, you'd be wrong, okay? Uh, because all of these charges that he had pled guilty to 
It's not because he was railroaded by the federal government or the DOJ. It's because he's on video actually committing these acts of violence. He's the one who's actually disrupting the proceedings. And the real kicker is that he voted twice for Obama and never once voted for Donald Trump. It appears that Mr. Gardner is another one of those Antifa antagonists who showed up in the crowd to get people riled up and commit acts of violence and make it appear as if Trump supporters were doing it. Now, according to court documents on January 6th, Gardner was part of that mob that was outside the Lower West Terrace Tunnel. This is where my friend uh, uh, Jake Lang was as well. This is where Roseanne Boylan was murdered. This is where my friend Philip was almost murdered. Now, as he's standing there from 345 until at least 405, he was shouting things such as drag them out, pull the cops out, grab their hands and pull them out. You can actually hear that on the video if you're listening to it. He had used also a Metropolitan Police Department olorescent capsaicin device, which is a uh, pepper spray uh, sprayer, against officers who were inside the tunnel area. Uh, those pepper spray volleys hit an officer directly in the face shield and then splattered onto the faces of another couple of officers, and this caused everybody to start coughing and uh, also burn their eyes. Now, Gardner, same guy from Florida who just pled guilty, uh, was also urging other people at the tunnel to use a ladder to break into a window. When they didn't use the ladder to break the window, this guy Gardner stood on a window ledge outside of the Senate outside of the Senate Terrace room and he bashed the window in with his pepper spray canister that he had. Uh, the cost to replace that window was twenty nine hundred dollars. He ultimately entered the Senate through that terrace room window. And then once he was inside the Capitol, he waved other people to come closer to the building. He was urging Trump supporters to come on in. And unfortunately, there were some people who just got caught up in the moment and they were they allowed themselves to be peer pressured. And, you know, unfortunately, peer pressure is uh, is, is a powerful weapon, especially in today's world. He also handed another person what looked like a table or a desk leg, and that was used to assault police officers. That's also another famous individual underneath here. So I want to go back to the main point here. Gardner was a major starter of violence, of, uh, of, of destruction on January 6th. He was urging protesters to commit acts of violence against the police. And it turns out that he himself was not even a supporter of President Trump. He was one of those leftist agitators, the cop-hating Antifa leftist agitators who showed up with the express intention of creating division, a riot, whatever you want to call it, on that day. Uh, and he, in the same way that other people showed up wearing Trump gear, was not a supporter of President Trump. Here he is right there wearing Trump gear. He is not a Trump supporter. Here he is smashing that window, wearing a MAGA Trump hat, not a Trump supporter. Here he is again with that pe that police pepper spray device, not a Trump supporter. However, the mainstream media is never going to tell you this. Uh, this is the type of person who should be prosecuted for their actions on January 6th. Meanwhile, a whole bunch of people who really did nothing at all are still languishing in prison, finding themselves at the 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 sharp end of the DOJ stick. It's very, very unfortunate. Yes, uh, Spike Protein, the fact that Fauci is a philanderer is another reason for me not to like him. Amen, 100%. There is no way that the mistress actually liked him. She was definitely a honeypot. Yeah, you simply... Don't engage in a sexual relationship with someone who's 41 years older than you and who has the potential to fund your entire building and you're uh, actually interested in hanging out with them because you like them. That just doesn't happen. Um, a bit of an update on the FTX situation, and we're almost done for the day. Sam Bankman-Fried, it turns out, transferred $2.2 billion into his own personal accounts right before the entire FTX Ponzi scheme came down. Actually transferred over $3.2 billion to personal accounts. Uh, they mainly, these funds mainly came from Alameda. Uh, now he's still looking at facing all of these charges. The real question is what's going to happen with all that money? Is that money going to be distributed to the people who had their uh, their money stolen? 
No way to tell. No way to tell right now. Uh, the bastards at Celsius did the exact same thing. They saw that the writing on the wall and they transferred all this money out trying to uh, keep it from the people who had accounts there. The average everyday Americans who were simply investing their money, believing the things that they were told. Uh, and many of us were among those. All right. And finally today, guys. Uh, yes, uh, Tommy, we don't know where all that money went into his personal accounts. Does that mean that money is still there? Uh, certainly, I think that this will come out uh, in the course of the trial. But what's important is that they've tracked down at least $3.2 billion, which could be conceivably given back to investors. Now, finally, <laughs> this is a story that brought a smile to my face this morning as I was reading it. <laughs> An alleged serial pooper took a dump <laughs> in the aisle of a theater, a New York theater, where Hillary and Chelsea Clinton were watching a production of Some Like It Hot. And apparently this person is not, this is not the only time this person has pooped in this theater or pooped in public. <laughs> An alleged serial pooper dropped a fat, smelly turd in the aisle <laughs> near where former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton was sitting alongside her daughter at the Schubert Theater in New York as they were watching a performance of something like it hot. <laughs> During the shows, the prior to the show's intermission, this person dropped trout, took a dump in the aisle, and then walked away. And then the lights come on for intermission and they look over. <laughs> There's a bunch of turds sitting there. Oh, it's so funny to me because they did it in the same aisle where Hillary and, and Chelsea were sitting. So they're likely the ones who discovered it. Uh, otherwise, it would have just been somebody pooped in the aisle at this uh <laughs> This production of Some Like It Hot. Last week, when Hillary and Chelsea Clinton were in the audience, the lights came up for intermission, and there were two human turds in the aisle just near the famous political duo. <laughs> the house crew dealt with it and very appropriately and quickly, and Hillary and Chelsea remained in the theater for the second act. Oh my God. They deserve that. <laughs> oh. Sadly, sadly, it appears it was an elderly person. And yes, it's rather sad. But yes, the House staff worked quickly to resolve the situation and Act 2 started as scheduled. Fan poops in the aisle near Hillary and Chelsea Clinton at Broadway show. <laughs> One of the sources said an eyewitness spoke to the House manager who said it was actually the fourth time that it happened. <laughs> the source said that the person could either be intentionally pooping in the theater or smuggling it in from elsewhere. There was someone who is either shitting in the aisle <laughs> or surreptitiously dumping defecation that they smuggled into the theater. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine oh god if i if i was working there and somebody kept smuggling pooping or taking a dump and the lights were down oh my god <laughs> oh. oh couldn't have happened to a nicer set of ladies okay all right, so let us end the show. Let us end the show by going through the thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Thank you again to Lou Ann V and all the others. A. Allen Godwins, thank you for that can. Warrior Mima says, just because. Love you, Zach. I love you too, Warrior Mima. Just Duckies, thank you for the cookie. M. The Painter says, the public awakening is the greatest fear. That is their greatest fear. But here's the thing. Everything they're doing is hastening that public awakening. They are making it happen quicker. Salty Nuts says, has Trump publicly acknowledged that the vax is killing hundreds of thousands of people? Well, here's the thing. I don't know that it's killing hundreds of thousands of people. I think that it is certainly killing people, um, but I don't know what a hard number on that is. And it's difficult to quantify because they're not specifically tracking the, the deaths in that way. We have people who are listed as dying suddenly, and we can assume that they are dying from the vax. 
Um, but no, President Trump hasn't. And, and here's the thing, because if President Trump comes out and says it looks like this vaccine is killing people, then the powers that be are going to lean harder into the narrative that the vaccine is exactly what you need to get. And then the people on the left who hate Donald Trump, they'll probably go and get more vaccines and then they will end up dying as a result of it. Uh, President Trump did not create the vaccine. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Pfizer, Moderna, they're the ones who created this vaccine. They're the ones who need to answer for the crimes they've committed. Lou Envy said, I love to see you laugh. Oh, good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> oh, because this was a good story. Good way to end it. All right, you guys, one final note, actually, because I thought this was really, really sad. Amanda Bynes, anybody here who has children who are in their early 20s, you probably know who Amanda Bynes is. Or maybe you're a young person and you grew up watching Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes has tragically been dealing with mental health issues for the last couple of years. And uh, she was on Nickelodeon. She was directly under uh, um, Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider has been alleged to have uh, molested a number of young kids who worked under him at, at the shows that he did at Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon famously a couple of years ago cut ties with Dan Schneider, and now he's out there doing whatever he wants to. He hasn't faced any justice. But Amanda Bynes was found roaming the streets of Los Angeles naked, and she flagged a, a passerby down, and she said, I'm on the other end of a psychotic episode, and I need help. So thank God she had the presence of mind uh, to ask for help, and then the police came and got her, and now she's on a psychiatric hold. A couple of months ago, wait a second, oh my God, um, I have a, uh, a picture that... I took of a post that Amanda made a couple of months ago, and I want to read it to you guys because to me it explains everything that she's going through and the fragile nature of her mental state. She said – and she she posted this on uh, a, an account that is not Amanda Bynes. It's listed as Ashley Banks, but she posts her private pictures there that could only be from Amanda Bynes, and she says things about what happened to her, but because it's not – but it, because it's not listed as Amanda Bynes, nobody can quote her and she's done it on purpose. But she wrote this. I began working at seven years old. I was first sexually molested at eight years old. I was physically raped at 11 and I became pregnant by my rapist at 14 and again at 17. I fell deeply in love with my rapist. The creator of my first unborn child mistakenly got me pregnant again at 17 and that specific abortion is the one that ruined my body and completely destroyed my reproductive system and left me infertile. I am not able to stay pregnant beyond four months, and I will never have a family of my own because he destroyed my mind, my body, and my soul. And to me, that is one of the most tragic things I've ever read. You know, a couple of years ago, when I first started the show, there there was talk that Amanda Bynes was maybe going to be willing to come out and talk about the experiences she had. And I thought, you know, hey, I will message her on Twitter and I will see if, if she would be interested in doing an interview. She wasn't interested in doing an interview, but we had a couple of conversations and, and I let her know that a lot of people – uh, have her back that are supporting her because what happened to her should never happen to any child. And I know that it's easy to, you know, see these, this, this coverage, uh, that they put out there of her. Amanda Bynes is crazy and she's just a nutter and that's all that you need to know. But Amanda Bynes is, is touched psychologically as a result of the insane and horrific abuse that she was subjected to by an adult. OK, most likely, allegedly, Dan Schneider. If you're not familiar with Dan Schneider and the rumors surrounding him uh, and the work that he did on iCarly and uh, this uh, any of the shows that Amanda Bynes was in, then I suggest you look into it because you can find ample information about it. Maybe John and I will do that on a baseless conspiracies. All right, you guys, <clears throat> I want to thank you for being here. Thank you very much for hanging out with me today. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. Actually, I have to take my daughter to the airport tomorrow. So I think what I'm going to do is an early show. Like I'll try to do it at one o'clock. So hopefully you guys can be there. 
And uh, and Ziva says, tell Amanda we love her if you can get a message to her. Yeah, I, I can still message her on, on Twitter. I was just waiting to see, you know, when she comes back, you know, and how she is. Because she's been, she's been going through it, you know. I mean, the, the situation she's been in, very similar to the situation that they put Britney Spears through. And, you know, you can tell Britney Spears is really profoundly psychologically disturbed as a result of this in the exact same way that Amanda is. Anytime you see people getting tattoos on their face, you got to ask yourself, you know, what the heck is going on? Something really profound has happened here. All right, you guys, thank you again for being here. Uh, Lou NV, thank you. Leon 63 says, oh my, Zach, I choked on my coffee. So hilarious and Killary deserves it. And then Porpoiseful said, Dro- just dropped a cookie. Sorry about that. All right, so let me pass out the gold pills. I appreciate you all. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.